0: Time runs out month five. Hello once again, Time Travelers. We're here for more of this Avengers storyline called Time Runs Out. It is the storyline that we now know will lead directly into Secret Wars. And awesomely, this issue is the, has the first cover. Well, one of the ones we're going to talk about here today. Uh, well, well, let me just tell you first uh, which issues we're going to be covering. We're going to look at uh, Avengers number 40 and New Avengers number 29. And as I was saying, these two issues are the first ones that say, in four months, time runs out, Secret Wars. So we've seen that banner where they're counting down, but this is the first time that they've made it clear that the countdown is all leading towards Secret Wars. So uh, these were some some good issues. I'm excited to talk about them here today. Um, this first one, that w- so yeah, we'll actually talk about them in the order of release, of course, and uh, I especially liked Between the Two Avengers, issue number 40, That's that was a five-star read. And New Avengers number twenty nine. We'll get to that. That was good, but maybe four star read for that. But let's let me break down exactly what happened in the issues, for, so that those of you at home that are uh, just listening to the podcast in order to get the scoop on what's happening, now you'll be able to know from from this podcast right here. So, like I said, first issue that is, says it's counting down the Secret Wars here is Avengers number forty, and this issue picks up right where New Avengers number twenty eight left off. Now, if you heard the last podcast, you heard me talk about how uh, all the different Avenger factions are on the battlefield, and as the issue opens here, they're still stuck in the Invisible Woman's invisible cells. Uh, She agrees to release them if they can all talk things out. Uh, She tells people that Reed has a plan. Steve Rogers, Captain America, well, formerly Captain America, says that uh, he'll give them five minutes. So then, Invisible Woman releases everyone. So it was a little bit weird, like. I mean, I don't know why there's trust amongst these guys who not have been fighting each other for so long, but uh, yep. So she releases everybody from their invisible cells, and Reed, uh, Reed is about to tell his plan. But before Steve hears Reed's plan, he demands that the Illuminati agree to surrender once the Earth is saved. Uh, so Neymar, I mean, I'll, I'm kind of, I'm summarizing, of course. <clears throat> there's more ins and outs of the conversation than what I'm covering here. Definitely encourage you to go read the, the actual issues. But uh, Namor, Reed, Beast, those three agree. But Black Panther refuses. Uh, but <laughs> That doesn't really stop Steve from wanting to hear the plan. So uh, Reed moves into the plan, uh, into describing uh, the, his plan. He says the Cabal needs to be stopped. Um, and just in case, listeners, if you need a reminder, the Cabal is led by Namor and Thanos. Uh, it's a super powerful team. They're the ones that have been going around... And annihilating these other Earths, there, are uh, bumping up against the Earth Six One Six. Namor is going to uh, take uh, them down, though, from the inside. That's his plan is to kind of be a mole. Um, as you know, so that's basically the the heart of the plan is that Reed is going to be working with Namor to take down the Cabal from the inside, and then from there, once this evil team is taken out, then they can work on stopping the incursions. In this issue, then there is another incursion, and the Cabal goes to fight. Uh, on this other Earth, um, Thanos does seem to be displaying a bit of caution after Maximus, who is a part of the Cabal, warns the team that their timeline's clock is running down. Uh, they, I mean, as, as he's telling, it seems like everybody kind of senses that this whole collapse of the multiverse is ramping up, that it's um, things are, I mean, We, the readers, know time is running out, and it's like the characters are starting to realize time is running out as well. Uh, When the Cabal reaches the other Earth, they find oh, yeah, uh, uh, they found these bad guys who we haven't seen too much for a while. The the map makers, I was almost forgetting their names there for a second because they haven't been around, but yeah, they're multiverse hopping bad guys. Uh, We learned in a previous issue that they are evolved versions of the uh, adaptoids that AIM created. So, one good thing about this incursion is that the map makers' earth, uh, well, anytime they get to an earth where the map makers are dominant over it, that means the earth is already dead. So, it's already void of human life. So, in this case, and blowing it up won't be a moral dilemma because there's no human life that's going to be lost. Uh, then uh, it's at this point in the issue that we find out Reed's full plan. And it is kind of surprising. Uh, because the Cabal has become so evil, Reed plans to destroy them along with the map makers and the dead earth. So, um, you know, I mean, Reed's a genius. I don't know exactly how he knew that this is the earth that was going to be. Well, actually, you know, I think they uh, they do say it had something to do with him using the bridge to view the Earths. Well, I'm not certain. I mean, he's a genius. So let's just assume he knew which earth was going to be a part of the incursion. Uh, but the surprising part is here that, you know, heroes, we, we're always taught heroes don't murder. But Reed's plan to save... Earth-616 is to essentially murder the Cabal. So uh, Namor is going to make sure that the whole Cabal is there, and then he will arm the antimatter bomb, and then transport back to Earth-616. So Namor will be saved, but the rest of the Cabal is going to be uh, killed off. Uh, a beast then, uh, as part of the plan, is going to be using a multiversal shield to trap the Cabal on the other Earth, um, and that way they can't escape uh, well, when they realize what Namor is doing. So all of the different Avenger teams seem to be okay with this, which is strange because, like I said, I mean, heroes don't kill, but I mean, this just must be desperate times, desperate measures. No one's arguing the fact that they're killing Thanos and uh, Black Swan and Maximus, all those guys. So uh, the plan is going fine uh, when Invisible Woman realizes that Black Panther isn't with everyone anymore. So basically, all the Avenger teams had congregated together, they're monitoring how things are going. And Black Panther's not there. Where is he? Well, when Namor tried to transport to the place where the multiversal shield was going to trap the cabal, Black Panther was there waiting for him. And then without any hesitation, Black Panther stabs Namor in the chest with a knife that's important to his family and important to Black Panther's family. And, um, I mean, in case you don't know, if you're just tuning in for these Time Runs Out uh, podcasts and you don't know the history between Namor and Black Panther, Jonathan Hickman's been establishing in his run and I think even before uh, yeah I think it was right before his run too uh, that these two characters have really um, come at odds. Namor was responsible for the death of tons and tons of uh, Wakandians, uh, Wakandans uh, during the events of uh, Avengers versus X-Men and then again in the events of Infinity um, so there's no love loss between Black Panther and Namor and we always knew I mean Black Panther always said he'd eventually get revenge but he's been playing it cool and working alongside Namor in the Illuminati so he finally gets his revenge whether it's the right thing to do or not he like I said he stabs uh he stabs Namor um and then uh let's see how how did this all happen I th- yeah he so he Namor I'm just kind of looking at the pages here immediately after Namor was stabbed. Oh yeah, this this is really interesting. Black Bolt, not Black Panther, Black Bolt showed up to help too. Uh, he's also angry at Namor. Um, I can't remember exactly why Black Bolt has anything specifically against Namor other than maybe he just wants to help Black Panther. But anyways, Black Bolt uses his supersonic voice power to injure Namor further. And then uh, Namor is sent back to the mapmaker Earth. Moments later, this is crazy, but moments later, the Earth, that Earth, that where the map makers are and where the Cabal are, and now Namor, that Earth blows up, and the text at the bottom of the page says, "So ends the Cabal." I mean, it's crazy because if if this sticks, that means that this issue featured the deaths of Namor, Thanos, Maximus, Black Swan, Proxima Midnight, Corvus Glaive, and Terax, that alternate Terax, not the six one six version. Uh, man, when I was reading uh, the Namor Black Panther stuff and I realized what was about to happen, I gasped out loud. Uh, and I, maybe I said some sort of phrase of shock. But uh, for that reason, this issue gets a five-star rating because I was sin- sincerely shocked by how it ended. And yeah, it was it was a really good issue. Um, yeah, so I think that's really all I have to say about that particular issue. But then if we move into New Avengers number 29, this is one that Ben and I... Ben Avery and I have talked about on the podcast in the past because this cover shows the Beyonder, who is the big villain in Secret in the original Secret Wars. So on the cover of New Avengers number 29, we've got the Beyonder holding in his hands. It uh, looks like it could be a shrunk down version of Ant-Man, or, but it's, it looks like it's somebody in the Yellow Jacket costume. Uh, if you're familiar, Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket, uh, both Hank Pym, just different uh, hero names that he used uh, but both have the power to shrink down and grow big so that's the cover so it looks like beyonder is going to be inside this issue but don't get your hopes up ben avery if you're listening to this uh, the beyonder that you know and love is not in this issue and i'll explain oh as we get into this uh into this issue so um all right here's how it kicks off again uh, i was excited because when i saw this cover In four months, time runs out, Secret Wars. It's just—it's exciting that this is just around the corner. Uh, Everyone in this issue is working together to stop the threat now when Reed drops a bomb on everybody. He tells them that he has been observing the multiverse, and there are less than two dozen universes left. He thinks it's about 22. And he tells everybody, we are all out of time. Um, I mean, you can really feel in these issues, this is cataclysmic. I mean, it's not like other events I've read, especially knowing that the Marvel Universe is going to change after Secret Wars, uh, it, you can feel the stakes here, which I, which I really appreciate. Uh, Reed explains that they've used the last eight months, now they, I mean the Illuminati, uh, as they've been in hiding, they've used the last eight months while being on the run to try and solve this problem. Uh, they tried to use, so then we get kind of a flashback scene where we see the different things that they have been attempting to do. Now, this never took place in comics, uh, or, you know, for us to view, but now we're just getting some flashbacks. They tried to use the Cosmic Cube to stop the incursions. They tried to get the help of Galactus and the Celestials, uh, but for some reason the Celestials mysteriously disappeared during their meeting. Uh, they tried to get help from the Captain Britain Corps, and I guess we do know that Captain Britain eventually decides to join in with the Illuminati and help. Um, they tried using even Franklin Richards' powers, and this is interesting because we don't get facts on this, but it's alluded to that. Franklin Richards suffered some kind of injury or psychic injury by trying to help this. I, I don't really know all the details, and they don't—they're not specific. But, but nothing worked um, of all those different plans. So as he's explaining all this, Hank Pym, who I mentioned was on the cover of of this issue, he reappears after being missing for eight months, uh, and Reed explains that his mission was to find Robom Allah. Again, I may be mispronouncing that, but that's this big... We don't know. We've never met this character, but it seems like a godlike villain who is trying to uh, just destroy the all the Earths, the whole universe, and Black Swan uh, has some sort of connection to this character, but he's known as the Great, destroy, great Destroyer, uh, but Hank Pym says he didn't find him. Hank says that he found the Ivory Kings and calls them the White Lords from Wild Space, from out there, from beyond... I f- and then he says, I found the Beyonders, plural. So not the Beyonder, who Ben Avery loves. Uh, it's like some sort of alien race called the Beyonders. Uh, then the the Beyonders, uh, a few of them, come through a portal that Hank Pym just came through. And so it's as if he's enlisted their help to come and help uh, out against these incursions. But strangely, these Beyonders don't look anything at all like the character of the Beyonder that we've seen in the past. Uh, so I don't know exactly what the deal is. I don't know if maybe Beyonder just displayed his, um, maybe just made himself look more human, but yeah, they're definitely alien looking, uh, with kind of weird, almost robotic bodies, but alien heads, uh, they're not robots. They're definitely some sort of being, but they're wearing armor. Maybe I'm not really certain who these guys are quite yet. Um, yeah. So, (laughs) <laughs> it's it's interesting i mean it was a quick i mean i i was able to summarize that pretty quick it was a good issue just learning about what the illuminati had been up to and i'm interested to see how important these beyonders are going to be uh but yeah i was kind of more excited to see the real beyonder in this issue so who knows maybe one of those alien looking things is actually the beyonder uh there was on a, a quick side story here now uh, i've been mentioning over the course of these issues that dr doom has been working on a plan, uh, being aided by Molecule Man, and Molecule Man took Doctor Doom someplace in this issue. It, it's a white void. I'm not really familiar with it, but both of the characters seem to be familiar with where they were. Uh, I'm not positive, but my guess is, uh, and this is mostly a guess because of the tie-in to Secret Wars. I think this is maybe the original Battle World that the Beyonder used in that storyline from the ni- 1980s. Um, if I had read that story i'd maybe recognize it but uh yeah unfortunately i wasn't certain i just i think it's a good guess that this seems to be maybe a uh, the battle world from from the 1980s secret wars story um but anyways like i was saying this issue is really ramping up for the upcoming secret wars event it feels like reed is ready to give up and and just face the consequences of armageddon so uh, a heavy issue but uh but more heavy in theme and tone than um, lots of events. Uh, but yeah, so it, things are going good. This is this has been fun to read. Um, I mean, I know kind of where things are going. Obviously, the, the multiverse is going to collapse, but it's still fun to see how the heroes are dealing with all these things when faced with uh, the seemingly inevitable destruction of everything. So... That's really all I have for now. If you guys want uh, to ask any questions about what's happening, if you feel like there's anything that you'd like more details on or maybe something uh, readers that I may have missed, let us know at feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com. But that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson, signing off.